This episode is brought to you by Lone Star Trading Co. Lone Star Trading Co. is the home of Wild West fashion, featuring a curated collection of fun, modern and trendy Western clothing and accessories for all the cowgirls. Shop their exciting collection today, www.lonestartradingco.com.au. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about building a business that helps other people outsource. We'll be talking to Tanae from Ads House. She is absolutely amazing. But before we talk to Tanae, as always, we're going to bring in Brian for a little chat. How are you, Brian? I'm good, thanks, Sarah. How are you? Good. Are you in a good mood? Always. We're in a good mood this morning. Yes, I was. <laughs> it was five o'clock and we did have two children in our bed. Yeah. So, uh, how how are you going? Have you got any wins of the week this week, Brian? So, uh, wins of the week. Yeah. Where do we start? Do we want to talk about wins of the week personally or wins of the week business-wise? Well, it is a business podcast, but that has not stopped you before. No. So, wins of the week personal, we- Mm-hmm. Have refined. Uh-huh. I don't know where this is going. Our camping skills. <laughs> uh, so, now we have water on our caravan that we can use. We've always had water. Yeah, yeah. But now we know how much we can use and how to not overuse reduce, it. Reduce consumption. Yes. And still allow <laughs> you to have two showers a day. Yeah, that's important. That is a very important key to the whole situation. Yeah. Anyway, get on to the business wins. And business wins. How, how have we gone with uh, West of the Waves this week? Yeah, great. West of the Waves is going great. We just had a massive shipment of belts, which Woo. I've been busily taking photos of and putting them onto the web page. And they just fly out the door, the belts. So I think the belts are the best thing. You love them. Yeah. I think you like them because they sell so quickly. Oh, I, I like them because they, they are a- um, Popular item, yes, but yeah. they are actually popular for a reason. Yeah, that's true. So, how's the coaching going, Sarah? Um, actually, that's probably two great wins that I've had this week. I've had two great sessions this week. So, how my course works is we have two levels. So, the first level is called Grow and it is a nine-week commitment and we talk very much about how to attract a customer, how to convert a customer and how to deliver your product and what you can do to be better in all of those spaces. We talk about SEO, we talk about building your email list, we talk about social media, we talk about working with affiliates, how to report on your numbers and, you know, monthly reporting. And then clients graduate from that program and they go into a scale program, which has a full blown members library, heaps of worksheets, loads of video content, but it's very much a where they are at personally in their business. And then they can go and find the resource to help them with that particular problem. And then they have, you know, weekly calls. So, that's just to explain how everything works. So, this week I have had two great sessions. The first session was with our Grow clients and we talked about insights and knowing your numbers. So, we had 
like this just great conversation about how to set up your report and what you actually need to report on monthly tracking lead indicators versus lag indicators. So lag indicators, obviously you can't do anything about them. Lead indicators, you have the ability to take action to improve. And it was just such a good conversation. And then following on from that, we moved into the scale course and I had just as good a conversation with one of the business owners in that call who is setting up a system which can very much be automated Mm. Um, But she hadn't recognized, I guess, all of the automation opportunities. So, how she could have a checklist or she could have an automated email go out to the customers, you know, how she could connect payment into different stages of the project. And it was just such a good chat. And she came away from that being so thankful. She actually sent me a message that night saying, you know, what a great session that one had been. And I just love that because- That's what this is all about, helping people, you know, helping them to be more time efficient, to come up with different strategies, and that just fills my cup. No, well done. It's well done to them as well. Well well done to them for recognising that they can get to their goal faster and, like, by bringing someone on to help them and investing Mm -hmm. in themselves because every week – I see improvement and, you know, get positive feedback from them about how their business has improved and it just makes me so happy. Look, that's awesome for them. Yeah. So, um, just refresh me. Who are we talking to today? Tanae from Ads House and she is a Facebook ads specialist. Oh. Yeah. So, I saw a um, a little pop-up the other day because everyone knows that Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Uh-huh. And he's written, or someone, they might have fake wrote it. You never know these days. But they the, the words were, I'm going to delete Twitter now that I own it. And my next thing is to buy Facebook. Get out and play with your children. Ooh. That's what it said. Okay. Anyway. We'll look into that. It's all good. Now, some questions about the topic. Mm-hmm. Do you outsource this sort of stuff? Facebook ads? No, I do not. But I will be. Yeah? You can see the uh, wins that can be gained from outsourcing? Absolutely. And it's particularly with something like Facebook ads, people who are working in that space all of the time, like are abreast of the changes and, you know. Are what? Abreast. Okay, cool. It's a word. That word gets me every time. Dickhead. And they don't have to, you know, they don't have to go looking for things, where to find things within the system. Mm-hmm. Because did you know that between your Facebook business account and my Facebook business account, the actual page can look very different? Mm-hmm. Um, so I might be trying to help you with something, but I might not be able to find what I'm looking for because the platform looks so different. Oh, yeah. That can be different with, you know, four different clients. So, somebody who's working in the Facebook ads space all the time is across all of those differences and all of the changes that are continuously being made to the algorithms and whatever. So, I think particularly in that space, it's really handy to outsource. Yeah, fair enough. I've had a 
a negative experience with social media advertising with regards to West of the Waves. Yeah. And we do talk about this quite a bit in the course and I probably don't have enough time to explain it fully on the podcast. But if you think about a white linen dress, Australian made, knee length, got pockets, quality, all of those words that I'm rattling off would be, you know, ad words that you would put into an ad to describe that product. Mm -hmm. But even when you think of, you know, a white linen dress, Australian made, the pool of people who you're competing with to get the, the top spot is massive. Like how many fashion designers out there are there, you know, designing dresses and trying to get themselves to the top of the list? So, I didn't have a very successful campaign with that, but I also think that it's not something that I would say no to. I could definitely try again. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of work in my course around keywords and, you know, search engine optimization and how to optimize those free searches. So, SEO, Mm -hmm. search engine optimization, that is like optimizing your product so that a customer who is new to your business, if they were sitting at their computer and they were typing something into Google, would your business show up in that search? Mm -hmm. So, we do a lot of work around that in my course. But what I was going to say is that another thing that we do in my course is niche work. And that's why it's so important to do your niche work and to understand who your niche is, like who is your absolute ideal customer? What do they like? Where do they shop? Where do they live? What are their hobbies? Because those are the words that you're going to use to describe your products. And it's so much easier to sell a niche product than it is to sell a mainstream product. Yeah. And that is because it's easier to get that product to show up higher on the list. Mm -hmm. So, to go back to what I was saying before, just for round numbers, if I typed in white linen dress, I might get 20 million return searches on Google. But if I typed in anything really, really niche down, you might only get 10,000 return searches Mm -hmm. and you have a much better chance of getting towards the top of the list if you are niche than if you are mainstream. Very good. hope that makes sense. I was a bit rambly there. No, no, no. If they want to clarify it, they can jump onto the course. Absolutely. Jump on and just send me a message and we can start a conversation about that because it's really, really important. And I think there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, offering to improve somebody's SEO or to manage their SEO for their business. And- some of the bigger companies, sure, they can afford to have that uh, that service within their business and see a return on that investment. But if you are a small business, then that investment may not be worth your while. So, yeah. having an, a deeper understanding of what SEO is, how to improve it yourself, how to manage it, not only helps you to improve how your business shows up in a search, but it also helps you when you do get to a point where you can outsource that to help you know that the person's not pulling the wool over your eyes because mm-hmm. you have a level of understanding about what it is, what it does, and whether or not it's working. Nice. All right. So, 
we'll get on to my second question. <laughs> that was a long, that was a long-winded answer to question number one. So, do you help others outsource? Absolutely, I do. In the you know, in the coaching side of my business, not so much in West of the Waves. I mean, West of the Waves is a product-based business, but in the coaching side of my business, it's you know. One of my, you know, key focuses, I guess, is to help people get a better growth strategy. And if they are doing a job that they could pay somebody $30 an hour to Mm -hmm. do when if they were at their highest and best use. So, say they were a tradesman or they were, you know, whatever they might be a tradesman we'll go with. Mm -hmm. um, And they could be charging themselves out on a job at $150 an hour, but they're stuck in the office doing a job that they could pay somebody $30 an hour to do for them, is that their highest and best use? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So, it's, you know, something that we go through is to help people understand that they've got to be working in the place in their business which will have the biggest impact. Right. Also, it's strategies to understand that you you don't have to employ a person full time for that. There are ways that you can- have somebody on a casual or a part-time basis or, you know, um, an incentive basis. So, mm-hmm. it's all those different strategies to help people to grow and to make it easier for them to do business. Yeah. Awesome. And I suppose, when is it time to outsource? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, it could be different for everybody. We've talked about this a little bit before. Um, you probably thought that it was time for me to outsource th- some things earlier on in my business, but because, you know, I started my business with sort of little input, I guess, financially, I felt that I could handle some of those things for a little bit longer. So, it's, you know, personal personal preference. It's obviously an exercise that you need to go through to understand if it's, you know, financial or time or whether or not you could be better. So, there's like key questions you can ask someone and you can sort of come to an answer of when they would, when and what they would need to outsource. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, people can work through this process themselves as well. Like, you know, if they're not in a financial position to be able to outsource, then they probably can't. But If outsourcing something has a financial cost, but the return on that cost is more, more, then it could still be the sensible option. Hmm. So, you might look like it's a bit scary at some times for some people. Yeah, you just need to go through the actual assessment process and work out, you know, when's the right time for you in your business. Is it something you could develop, an assessment criteria that you could give to, to people? Uh, yeah, no, we have some of those worksheets that we work oh, yeah. through, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, can you list some examples of what people could outsource? Yeah, for sure. I've got a client who outsources his invoicing. Um, mm-hmm. So, he is better positioned to work within his business in a different capacity and, again, like sitting in the office. Could he outsource the shitty jobs? <laughs> I myself, I outsource um, posting on social media. You know, there's there's some people out there that I work with who I've got two girls that I work with who post all of my social media content. Mm-hmm. I outsource some of my admin tasks. So if I need, like, I might develop the content for my course, but then someone else might it together in a presentation for me or I might draw how I want a worksheet to look on a piece of paper and then somebody else pretties that up for me. I do 
like work in mining where I write documents for people. I do streamline things. I do. Yeah. Streamline things for them. I do project management jobs. I do auditing and like performance improvement type audits within businesses. So Mm -hmm. I guess that is, that is them outsourcing a task that I do on their behalf. But for me to have the time to be able to do that work in the mining space, I outsource some of the tasks within my business because my highest and best use is like obviously in that professional space versus doing some of the, the admin tasks that I can get other people to do for me. Yeah, very good. All right, well, now it's time for your chat with Tanae. This episode is brought to you by Lone Star Trading Co. Lone Star Trading Co. is the home of Wild West fashion, featuring a curated collection of fun, modern and trendy Western clothing and accessories for all the cowgirls. Shop their exciting collection today, www.lonestartradingco.com.au. I know I briefly introduced Tanae at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about her. Tanae is a mother. She's an all-round amazing person, and she is the founder of Ad House. So, Tanae, I thought maybe could we get you to start by telling the listeners where you're based? Sure can. So, I am in Stanthorpe, which was just south of Brisbane in wine country. Oh, nice. I do like me a bit of wine country. I spent a little bit of time working at a mine outside of Singleton, so I spent quite a lot of time in the Hunter Valley and I feel like I could quite easily move there. (laughs) Yes. Well, we ended up coming for a weekend away and next minute we're looking at properties and boom, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. So, today, let's get right into your story. I want to start right at the beginning. What did you do before you started your business? So I have had quite a an eclectic career, you would say. So I went to uni and I did a Bachelor of International Business and then I did a Bachelor of Marketing with a minor mm-hmm. in Psychology. After that, I decided that I really wanted to get into cattle export. So I remember walking up to a place at Hendra in Brisbane and Mm. saying, I want to learn about cattle export. And they gave me a job on the spot. So my career sort of started with cattle export and I worked for a few different places. And I was the first female in Australia to actually hold the position I was holding. And then... Yeah, moved on from that and ended up working on gas pipelines for a number of years, doing fly-in, fly-out, put the marketing to the side and went where the big bucks were Mm -hmm. and then just was really unsatisfied and came back to home life and normality and started working for a, a marketing agency and realized that I couldn't afford my own services and mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of small businesses that can really benefit from marketing in general but also Facebook ads that they don't need to pay agency fees, they don't need to have those big ad spends and I felt like there was a real 
niche that nobody was sort of looking after. And um, as I was going on to maternity leave, I was like, hey, why not start a new business? Yeah, so, seems to be the yeah. thing because I'm one of yeah. those ones as well. Have a baby, start a business. Exactly. Not busy at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so marketing has definitely been there through the whole career apart from that little uh, hiatus where you went to the gas industry. Yep. So tell us a little about Ad House. So Ad House was sort of started, I worked as a digital advertising director specialising in Facebook ads. And I feel like Facebook ads, if you're not in it all the time, your skills very quickly become redundant. And I'm talking Mm. Like I'm sure there are social media managers out there that were doing Facebook ads and then there was the war between Apple and Facebook that iOS 14 changes that obviously rocked everyone's socks. And it's an area that you need to be in the trenches. You need to know what's going on because things just change so quickly. So Mm, I wanted to – yeah, I wanted to be – able to maintain that touch point. And like I'm in campaigns every single day. That's pretty much what I do. And just I wanted to give people the confidence to be able to run their own ads as well. So I think there are so many small businesses out there that can actually run their own ads and Imagine what they can do, not having to pay for agency fees and being able to put that into their actual ad spend. They just need the knowledge or they might need a refresher. And, yeah, yeah so that's where AdSouth sort of came in and that's where we're sort of going. Yeah, and I want to dig into that just a little bit more because I feel like that's a thing and that's sort of, you know, quite parallel to what I do with my e-commerce course is that, when I started out with West of the Waves, you know, they, there are a lot of terms out there. You see them on the internet and like one that I'm going to use today is SEO, so search engine optimization. If you were to look on the internet and start trying to work it out yourself, there's all these different pages with contradictory information. There's all these services that are telling you that you need a specialist to help you with that and that you need an agency or you need somebody on your team and continual improvement and they're going to charge you thousands of dollars to implement that mm-hmm. into your business business to get your business showing up in the number one spot on Google. Well, from my experience, my business comes up in the number one spot on Google and I did that all myself and I don't charge thousands of dollars per year to continually update your SEO. I train people and empower people to understand what it means and to understand what they can do to improve the position themselves. Um, And I just think, you know, that's exactly what you're doing as well is that, you know, if you give the person the skill, small business owners are so um, innovative, they're so, you know, plastic in the mind as in, you know, able to be able to learn new things and take new things on. If they can just get the right help from the right person, then oftentimes they can take these ideas that are being touted as complicated and like run with it. So do you think it's quite similar in the Facebook ad space? 100%. I think, like I was literally getting my makeup done yesterday for a photo shoot and I was having a chat to the business owner there 
and she was in the same sort of boat. So she ended up going with an agency. They were paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And she's like, I don't know what they were doing. I don't, I didn't really see any benefit. And I said, well, not only is it like, if you want to pay an agency, that's fine. But as a small business owner, I feel like you need to know what questions to ask or feel confident enough to be able to go, well, I don't know what that means or, oh, great. Like you're, you're getting these results. Okay, cool. But do you actually know what that means? So Facebook ads, I think as a whole, it needs to be about education and part of your job as a marketer is educating your client about expectations and results and what's able to be achieved with their budget. And if you aren't getting direct sales, that's fine because Mm -hmm. depending on what your goal is, you might be looking at, I don't know, so I might go into a small business and say, okay, you've got this amazing email sequence set up rather than pitching for direct sales with Facebook, how about we get people to sign up to your email list, which is going to be a lot cheaper, and then they're nurtured. There's an audience that you already own as well. So it's about understanding marketing fundamentals and understanding all the different touch points and then putting a strategy in place and giving people the opportunity to look at those different touch points and know what the market is actually talking about and giving them that confidence to ask the right questions or not feel embarrassed if they're like throwing out all these acronyms and they're just sort of sitting there nodding their head going, yes, I understand. Mm, Yeah. And the old acronym, it's such like, sorry to my colleagues out there, but it's such a mining thing too. There's so many acronyms. And I have sat in meetings and I have said, what does that mean? And then, you know, there might be some person who's, oh, God, you don't know what that means. And I'm like, if I'm the only person in here who's prepared to speak up and say I don't know what it means, I can guarantee half the people in this room don't know what that means. So, you know, what you were saying there about the confidence is that if you think, and this can happen to me too, like say say you went into a professional person's office and, you know, they're the expert in the field and you don't understand what they're talking about. Do you have the confidence to challenge them and say, what does that mean? And I think that I think that we should. And I, like this is what I talk about with the empowerment piece is that it's your money, it's your business. The result is yours. And they, you know, they need to provide you with a service. And if you don't understand, then the education piece is part of it. Exactly. 100%. And I think giving people that confidence and that understanding to, you know, have that power to ask those questions is a really amazing thing. And like, even if they don't want to run their own ads, they can then look at the bigger picture as well. So, The thing I like about, I'm a bit of a data nerd, so I love looking at metrics. And I know that's not everybody's cups of tea, but my Mm -hmm. specialty, like I do a lot of training and I have done with majority of my positions throughout my career. I like being able to take those numbers that look scary to somebody and go, you know what? It's not that scary, but 
from this, we can say, all right, if people are clicking on your ad and then you've got like a massive drop off of people going to your landing page, that's giving you an insight. So there's something that's stopping people going to your website. So it gives you insight to other areas of like the whole funnel and how everything flows, not just, oh, I'm not getting sales. Okay. Well, if you're not getting sales, mm-hmm. why? Let's have a look at the data and the data will tell you exactly what's happening or where you're falling down as well. And I think yeah, giving 100%. people the knowledge to look for those sorts of things, that's like, I love it. Absolutely love it. And I love showing it to people. And like, if I write reports, I just wrote one for one of my clients this morning and I've given all the data and I'm just like, this is the click through rate and this is the landing page views and this is how much it's cost. And then the next sentence is, yeah, cool. What does that actually mean? And then we sort of go into Hmm. it and I'm like, all right, so this is what it's showing us. We can see trends for the different content that people are responding to. So then that gives them more of an idea of what type of content they need to create to better, well, get better results from their ads as well. Yeah, amazing. And, you know, I am 100% with you. Everybody knows I'm a I'm an engineer. I am 100% a numbers person. And, yep. you know, I say engineer, I think people think, bridge building or whatever, but realistically, I've been in the business (laughs) management space and I've always been in the performance, performance analysis, how are we tracking against our goals? So I am totally in the boat with you on the numbers thing. But what I like to say about metrics, and it's exactly what you were saying, is that they're a decision-making tool. Once you start to look into that and you see the click-through rate and then they drop off when they get to the landing point, well, you get to make a decision. Am I going to go and make a change in that space? And then you can channel your energy to exactly where it needs to be. Whereas if you're running along blind without any of those insights, you can be like, oh, I'll change this and I'll change that and I'll change this. And maybe you get a different result but you don't actually know which action it was that you took that made the difference. Whereas if you can look at the insight, make an educated decision on what you're going to change, make the change and then review the result again, you can see whether or not it was a positive action or a negative action. Yep, exactly. And I feel like same thing, like people are very quick to make a whole heap of changes, but then when you come back to it, you're like, so which one actually made the impact? And they sort of go, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, shit. What am I going to do now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. So what would you say to somebody who was looking at doing their own ads? I would say there's three main things that you should do before actually running ads. One, make sure that you've got a pixel on your website. If you're not running ads now or you're – thinking about running ads in the future, the longer that little piece of code is sitting on your website, it's gathering information about who is actually visiting your website, how they interact with your website. So that's going to be invaluable once you want to start running ads. Mm -hmm. Second thing, make sure you've got some form of email collection, email nurture sequence. If you're going to be spending money on ads, you want the most bang for your buck. So you want to be collecting those emails because that's an asset that you own. So 
I'm all about getting the most out of the least money possible. And then thirdly, I'd spend time creating a bank of content. So content is one of the biggest things that I find small businesses sort of struggle with. It doesn't have to be professional photography. People resonate best with user-generated content. I tell this analogy quite a lot to my clients. I used to, within the agency, I worked with a very large company, beautiful, beautiful photography, like huge ad spend. And I had one of their products. I wanted to run a test. I literally went into the work toilets on my lunch break and filmed a boomerang. It was their top performing ad over all of this beautiful styled imagery because it's something that the user connects with. So get out of your mind that sure, test it, that there has to be beautifully styled photography and everything has to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Like if I look at something beautiful, I go, oh, wow, that's amazing. But it doesn't necessarily connect on a personal level. Whereas Mm -hmm. if there's, I don't know, somebody with a mum bun who's drinking coffee and dropping all the things. I'm like, feel you girl. Like I know (laughs) what you're going through. So I'm more inclined to engage with that image over something that's perfectly styled because I'm like, that is not my life. It feels a little out of reach, doesn't it? It feels, you know, when you're you're sitting there with your mum bun and your cup of coffee, you're like, oh, exactly. finally, somebody who yep. I can relate to. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, getting a whole bucket of content and just throw it in a folder so when you're ready to run ads, you've got that there. And think outside the box. Like think of a whole heap of things um, behind the scenes or uh, testimonials or, um, I don't know, how to use your product. It's, yeah, the more content you can create, the more opportunities you have to actually test them when you're running your ads. So if you've got those three things ready to go, I think that's super empowering and it gives you a really good ground to actually start running your ads. I'd also say I would reach out to somebody if you're not 100% confident or you're not exactly sure what you're doing, book a power hour, book some training with somebody. That money that you spend on that one hour of training or whatever it happens to be is going to save you so much time, so much angst, and it's going to make you feel more confident in the ads that you're actually running. So that's that's what I'd probably say. Yeah. And is that something that you offer today? Yeah, I do a power hour and I've just actually released a new service as well, which is more a done with you service. So it goes over three weeks and it's you and I sitting in a Zoom running through your ads and we can do whatever you need help with, but it gives that accountability over the three weeks as well. So it gives time for those ads to run, get some data in. We can then meet up the next week and go, all right, let's check and see how those ads are actually going to. Yeah. Amazing. That's so so good. Well, we'll make sure at the end, as we always do, we'll have all of your um, social media handle and how everybody can get in contact with you on here as well. One thing I wanted to touch on there with the, you know, you've said it a couple of times with building your email list. Me, 
I would say that is my biggest tip to somebody is it's great to have a huge social media. It really is. But I've lost my whole social media and the thing that helped me to get it back or to be able to keep in contact with my clients was my email list. And I always knew that my email list was really important, but it probably wasn't until I went through that experience that I was like, I'm actually going to put more focus on building my email list than I am on building my social media because my social media can just be ripped out from underneath me where I can keep a copy of that email list mm-hmm. and even if something untoward was to happen, I still own that. Exactly. 100% agree. And I think depending on what your product actually is, like if you've got a higher priced item or an item that's a little bit different or needs more explanation, you might not see Mm -hmm. instant results from Facebook ads. But if you think about it and if you have an email list that, you know, spends the time educating that person about your product or the benefits or social proofing or things like that, that's where the money really is and that's where you're going to see the results. So the email Mm -hmm. list, not only are you getting that – that database or an asset of people like that list you actually own if Facebook and Instagram disappeared tomorrow and we've seen glitches where it's gone offline and it's like the whole world just goes into a frenzy, you've still got that email Mm. list that you can speak to your audience, that you can connect with them. So, yeah, Mm. I think understanding your product and how email is best suited, it has so many more benefits as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Tanae, what do you think people's success rate is? Like maybe can we talk some metrics here about what what is or can their success rate be if they do it themselves versus if they were to get some help? Honestly, if you have an understanding of what you're doing, I did training a couple of years ago and as I said, the platform has changed quite a lot. So I don't think you get the same results as what you did 12, 18 months ago. However, in Mm -hmm. saying that, I don't think Facebook ads are dead. I think that you just need to know how to utilize them the best way possible to get those results. But I did training with a client. They had a very high priced item and we made a few tweaks to their website because Facebook ads are just the traffic makers. So if your website isn't set up for conversions, then you're not going to see the results as well. But in saying that, Mm. we spent, I think, about $350 and she saw about $15,500 in return from that. And that was Mm. running those ads herself. But Mm -hmm. It's she invested in the training before running it. And I think that's where the big difference is. Because if you invest in that training, Mm -hmm. that person will give you ideas that you didn't necessarily think of. They might pick up things that if you're looking at your website all the time, you might not see those little blockages or you might not see opportunities. So, having another set of eyes come in, they can quickly look at it and just go, well, if you make this tweak or this tweak, it's going to help your overall conversion rate. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. And just like 
as I said, I'm in campaigns all the time and I can look at content, like a whole heap of content and go, all right, I'd test this one, this one, and this one. Why? Because you're targeting this with this video, you're targeting this with this video, and you're targeting this with this video. So the question is, Mm -hmm. out of these videos that you're testing, it'll depend on what people engage with the most. Yeah. And you can set up split tests like that, can't you? Exactly. And if you're looking at it with your own mindset, and I get this a lot, some of the videos that I pick as tests, the business owner will go, oh, well, that product is like facing the wrong way or the stickers here. And I'm like, people aren't going to look at that. Like as a user, I'm not going to notice that it's facing mm-hmm. the wrong way. I'm not going to notice that the stickers are a different color because it was a different batch. I'm interested in something that captures my attention and mm-hmm. makes me want to explore that further. And as a business owner, that's something that I think you really need to take that step back and not be so picky on the tiny details and let somebody sort of give you that feedback as well. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think your best little tip would be for someone? I would say, well, here's a handy tip. If you're taking video with your iPhone or your smartphone, always take it a little bit further back and then you can utilize that video for a stories placement, but you can also crop it for a square placement as well. So it makes a little bit easier. If you're not super tech savvy, it's easier for using that particular content in your ads creative as well. Yeah, I would also say don't just assume, test, 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 test. Mm. You can have an idea and you can be running with this idea, but if the data isn't coming back, then there's a disconnect there. You can use Facebook ads for testing your actual messaging as well. So you can do rapid fire testing, which is, all right, I think my customer's pain points are A, B, C, D. So you throw out ads, everything is the same apart from the messaging And if you throw out A, B, C, D, but throw in E, F, and G, the data will come back and tell you what your customers are actually responding to. And it might be those ones that you're not picking. So that messaging, you can then carry through to your website or through to your email marketing or through to your socials. And that's going to help you with your overall conversion rate because you're identifying more with your ideal client effectively. Yeah, perfect. Such good tips. So one thing that I do like to ask all of my guests and thinking about your specific business, so thinking about Ad House, in a business we're we're constantly going through this cycle where we need to attract a customer, we then need to convert sales and then we need to deliver on what we said we were going to do. Where do you think Ad House is in that space at the moment? What are you currently putting your focus on? To be honest, Like I'm not even running ads for my own business as yet. It's something that I, I know I need to do, but to me, I'm making sure that I've got all of my systems set up correctly that when I start, you know, attracting more people that I am ready, that I'm going to deliver that 
service and not fall down in that area. So like AdSouse is relatively new. I've gone through hell for the last 12 to 18 months going through family law court, which was not fun and having a baby. So it was always ticking along in the background, but now I'm at a point where all of that is done. I can really focus on, you know, making Ads House into what I want it to be. And I'm 100% a believer of outsource. Outsource stuff Mm -hmm. that you don't enjoy or that is going to take you a long time and you still don't enjoy it. It's, yes, it is a cost, but it's one thing that's off your to-do list. You're giving it to somebody that that's what they live and breathe. So they're going to give you a much better result than what you would probably be able to deliver. And it's going to take you 10 times as long to actually do it. So like when I started the business, I outsourced my social media because I know the importance of social media and I just didn't have the capacity or the time to actually spend on that. So that was one thing that I invested in and it has paid off 10 times over. Um, So, yeah, I would say I'm at the point where now I can sort of really focus on like we're creating some workshops, local workshops. I really enjoy training. I really enjoy seeing people, you know, be proud of what they've learnt and, even, I get even more excited when I actually see their results. Like if somebody slides into my DM, they're like, oh, my God, I just got my first purchase from Facebook ads. Like I'm getting goosebumps like talking about it right now. Like I, I just find that so yeah. exciting. So, yeah, we're, yeah, we're only relatively new, but, yeah, big things are coming. And I think, you know, a couple of things in that space is that the attract, convert, deliver – you know, if you you when you're in the delivery space, and then quickly after you finish off in the delivery space, you've got to head right back to the attraction phase. That's what scaling is. That's scale. Exactly. So you know, you attract, you convert, then you work out how you're going to deliver. You know, so say you you know, for want of you know, any a better word, I suppose, or example, you attract ten people you convert five sales and then you work out, okay, how am I going to deliver to this five people and make sure that I give them exactly what I said I was going to. And then you go and attract a few more, you convert a few more and you deliver. So in that delivery space, that's where you're sort of saying, you know, if, if overnight you had a thousand clients, it would be an absolute nightmare to try and deliver to them. But by, you know, following that cycle, it allows you time to, you know, increase your delivery and make sure that giving a quality product, because if you don't look after those people, they won't come back. Exactly. Exactly. 100% agree. So, and that's like with Ads House, that's where we're sort of sitting at. I want to make sure that when we get those thousand people that we can deliver the same service and the same quality of service to each and every one of those people, because that's where the importance lies for me. So, I don't want to be overwhelmed really quickly. Like this is a boutique service. I want to be able Mm -hmm. to give my attention, my 100% attention to my client and give them everything that I have because 
that's what they're paying for. Whereas if I have yeah. a thousand people that come at me really quickly, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I don't want to be in a position where I disappoint people as well, because I think it's very easy for people to invest in a marketer and be disappointed with the results or disappointed in the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're doing such a beautiful job. And one more little teaser that we've got on the end mm-hmm. of here is that there is something very exciting coming um, between yourself, myself, another great friend of ours, M. We're putting together uh, a little business festival uh, where we're going to be heading to some of the more, you know, regional, rural, remote areas of Queensland and having a little business workshop. So keep your oh. ears out um, for more information on that. But there is going to be an opportunity for our yeah regional, rural, remote business friends to jump on board an amazing festival, um, you know, that normally you would only see in the big cities, but we're going to take it to the uh, take it to the outback. Super exciting. I can't wait for it. Tanae, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And I think that this has been a super valuable chat. If anybody is looking for Tanae, make sure you head over to the show notes where all the links to find her are. But thank you again. I've so enjoyed our chat. No, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it as well. And if I've helped one person, then, you know, that's my job. So, yeah, if anybody's got any questions, feel free to reach out. More than happy to have a chat. Alrighty, so time for today's wrap-up snap quiz. I didn't write the questions today, Brian. I made you do some work. Yeah, well. Also scary because I have no idea so we'll start. what you're going to ask me. Would you like to outsource me? What do you mean? Well, there's a couple of questions. I'm going to line up through that. So, would you like to outsource having to deal with me? <laughs> no. Okay. Do you need would a- you... Yeah. Rather outsource the home duties mm-hmm. or work duties. Home. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning is the first oh, thing isn't to go. It's so annoying. Oh god, I do it, but Everybody honestly, hates cleaning. Oh, it's a lot. You just got to continuously keep doing it. Yeah. Do you know what else I'd like to outsource is, is yep. deciding what to have for dinner. Like like you've got to have dinner every day so that means you've got to make a decision about that every single day mm. it's that's not my strong and when suit. you don't eat poultry it sort of knocks it down well i don't eat chicken though and i also don't eat turkey pigeon quail nothing duck nothing that, quack, duck, quack. nothing that was a bird when it was alive no yeah Well, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you've got some really great tips from Tanae. I know I did. She's amazing. Um, All of her details will be in the show notes. So, if you need to get in touch with her about Facebook ads, please make sure that you do. And uh, we'll be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Ecom Hub on Instagram and Facebook. That's at the underscore E-C-O-M-M underscore H-U-B. Thanks so much for listening. Listening.